And welcome to Sips and Solutions, your weekly Friday recap with Katie Leeds. That's me. Excited to be here. Um, you know, wit and wisdom on whatever day it lands in your inbox is going live every Friday and perhaps landing in your inbox a bit earlier, perhaps not. I like to let my inner timing let me know what is the priority, what actually matters. And I know when you're responding and looking for these videos and missing them, that perhaps it matters to make sure I up the writing. But right now my priority is getting my book published. And I also realized as I come upon one year now of living in Knoxville and reflecting on uh, my newsletter, the wit and wisdom I bring, that Sips and Solutions is just so much more authentic and it leave it to a one three manifester to invite me to sip and offer solutions. And um, wit and wisdom, of course, is why you're here, mostly for the wisdom. The jokes are for me. The solutions are for you. And now that I can really lean into that brand, uh, every week my clients are teaching me things, whether they're pen trends and patterns that I see in my own life, I have seen in my own life, or they're trends and patterns we're just seeing as a result of living through a recession, which I'm lucky enough to have lived through a few already, um, is wisdom that all of you could also use. And I wanted to kick it off by sharing uh, my favorite scarf model. Uh, I love bringing scarf to people. And scarf is the limbic system and how the five areas of the limbic system, uh, I call it the value system of the brain, but these five areas, this acronym SCARF created by the Neural Leadership Institute with Dr. David Brock. You can take the assessment if you head over to the Neural Leadership Institute. And look, just Google SCARF assessment, Dr. David Rock, or SCARF assessment, Neuroleadership Institute. It gives you an idea of what you're willing to prioritize when things get tough. What will are you subconsciously and consciously looking for? So S is status. It's a challenge. We want to win a challenge. He talks about this as being very competitive, um, but I look at it more as um you want to win the challenge, whether you want to be the number two, you want to be the best number two, whatever that is, we want to win challenges. C is certainty. We want to be certain that we can win the challenge. A is autonomy. We want to do it in our own way, Frank Sinatra, and be certain that we can win the challenge. We uh, are as relatedness. We want to be in the in-group. We want to be certain. We want to do it our own way and stay in the in-group while doing it our own way and win the challenge. And F is fairness. And typically if fairness is triggered, it's because one of those four other areas is under threat. And then we have people who are very high in fairness where that's really what they're looking to do, be that diplomatic person to in the room. And so that will often trigger some of these other areas where perhaps they feel like they're losing their autonomy, their status, or more certainty. And the analogy I like to use for my clients that's really resonating for them is we can see the collective scarf and the collective scarf when um, the pandemic hit for people. Uh, some Americans said, I want certainty that I'm going to live, lifting the challenge. And I also want it to be fair and I wanna be in this in-group. And so I'm wearing my mask to protect you and I'm gonna get my vaccines. And then we saw this other part that said, autonomy is more important to me. I'm not afraid of this challenge of death. I already got COVID naturally perhaps, or I'm taking rolling my chances and the dice here. Uh, autonomy for me is fairness. 
And that is, I don't need the certainty around winning the challenge. And I don't even need the autonomy or the relatedness. I can be in your out group because I can be vocal about this. That's a perfect example of scarf model. We are triggered our emotionally, our limbic system is fight, flight, freeze. Or we have, I feel safe, I can take a risk or reward. Those that felt safe to take the risk felt that the rewards outweighed that. We see a shift in uh, the American people when we look at 9-11 as an event. Collectively, there were people that said no, but collectively, it felt like everyone said, I want certainty. I want to get on an airplane and feel safe. Here's my autonomy. I'm willing to give up TSA. And it doesn't even matter if it's unfair that I have to check my breast milk or take off my shoes etc. I want certainty that I can fly and so I will comply. We didn't see this huge backlash there. Doesn't mean that some people weren't against the Patriot Act, but we didn't see it as a collective. When we understand SCARF, it allows us to see what's happening in meetings, what's happening in one-on-one -on -one relationships. The toddler archetype is my favorite example of this. I don't want to use the red cup. I want to use the blue cup. My autonomy is here. I want certainty that my voice will be heard. And so the antidote, the question clients always have, what do I do with this? Is curiosity. To drop into curiosity, to get more curious about what you're hearing and listening for. Where can I provide more certainty? Sometimes simply by saying, I want you to be certain that we don't know the answer by the end of this week, um, but that I, I, want to, you want, I want your voice heard and it will be considered in the decision. Now you've taken something that's very ambiguous, that feels very uncertain, like a reorg. <laughs> And it's not that you're promising anything other than the certainty is that the decision is not, not going to be here. And from a fairness standpoint, that still may not feel fair. You still may have people feel triggered. So you can also provide some of that autonomy, which is what, where would you like your voice to be heard? Can I schedule that meeting for you? Um, as you're listening for this, we also listen for ourselves. Where are you struggling? And when you take the assessment, oftentimes I hear my clients say, you know, that I didn't really see much from this because the numbers were so similar. What matters is what are your top two to three and what is your lowest two? Because when push comes to shove, that's what you're going to be willing to give up. <laughs> and so if you're in a room where you're willing to give up autonomy for certainty, like our pandemic, and other people are in the room where they're not willing to give up their autonomy because they because they don't need the certainty. There's a chance now for you to put your own oxygen mask on, recognize where you're struggling, but also to provide it for others as well. Where do they have autonomy? Where can we shine a light on that? How can we support them in getting more of it? So scarf model, great example for kids as well. And the other piece I get a lot is, well, what if I just flat out disagree with someone? What do I do then? And that's my favorite tool of yes and the old improv is why are you listening to disagree? Just kidding. Don't ask why. Ask what? Another learning from my clients this week. But what are you listening for? What you want to listen for is where you have common ground. If someone says the sky is purple and it's very clearly blue, to listen, to learn, is just, and to be curious, and to hear where you agree is, yes, you know, I, I agree the sky changes colors. And depending on our perspective, the colors can look different. And the sky today is blue. 
you're also, you know, you're not negating with a but, but I think part of teaching the English language, particularly as I see from my clients that are non-native speakers, is that and is a linking word and it links two things together. And so we just seamlessly process that subconsciously as those go together. But when we learn but, we learned it as I'm going to the store, but first I have to tie my shoes. I'm going to make my bed, but first I'm going to screw around for three hours, mom. Like we learned that but negates everything. So you're not giving autonomy. You're not truly being fair if you're even using the word but in your language. So this idea of yes and is that you are listening for where you agree or where you're curious. Tell me more about this hue that you see that's purple. You know, now you're getting curious instead of yes, anding someone. Now we have somewhere to go because if you just say, and the sky is blue, okay, well, now we're stuck here or at an impasse. But if you're curious about the shades of, blue, of purple, if you're curious about the texture, maybe of this because we're now we're in the sky and clouds, where you get curious, you will find again some areas where you can agree. Perhaps we're agreeing that blue is what makes the foundation of this purple. And if we're arguing about priorities, we don't have to argue about that anymore. We've just said a key word, which is foundation. And now we can see where we both agree. That is scarf model. If you are triggered, if you recognize you're in the out group and you're trying to find a way in, you're not authentic. You're not curious. You know, our authentic self is really that zero to seven child that was curious just for the sake of being curious. Why is the sky blue? What is this bug? What is it doing? Why is it under the rock? We were just curious. We weren't curious for an agenda. We weren't trying to do anything in particular with that information. Listening to learn versus listening to win is another key takeaway that um, clients have been aha around. And as they're doing that, well, this client said it, I'm just going to keep doing that. <laughs> it was, it's great. We're at this place where she's like, we're in four sessions. Like, where do we go from here? Well, now we do the real fun work in coaching, but the simple shift for that has changed the way other people respond. So now we look at it, not from this person has a problem to solve. How do I communicate better to them? How do they get them to understand this? But now we've shifted it to, I've got an oxygen mask on. I understand. I know how to listen, to learn the curiosity immediately we're just coming to conclusions together. I'll give you my favorite example of this for a spouse because ultimately these are the places we can practice low stakes and our authenticity. Is when I lived in, on the Jersey side of New York and I, we were talking about going to a concert, Dan wanted to go. I did not want to do this. I had already seen these people in concert. It's like these five hour jam bands. Like it was not my thing. And my response was, Yes, I do want to go to that theater and see um, and see a concert at that theater. True statement. We were moving out of the area and I did, I have not been to that theater. And I also want to get up in the morning and knock off these 10 tasks that we have, that we have thought we would get to this week that we didn't have a chance to get to. And that's all he said. And his response was, I also want to get those things off my list. You know, if we go and then he does the thing in his head, you know, if we go to the city, it's this amount of train ride, it's here, it's there. And like, it's like, and he just said, let's not go. Perfect. For me, that was just providing information. Sometimes simply stating, um, here's what's trying to happen. 
here's what's actually happening, which is what I did there. Hey, we're trying to go to the theater. I think it would be cool to go to the theater. You think it would be cool to go to the theater. Different reasons, doesn't matter. But what's actually happening is we're trying to move across the country and we have these things on our list we need to get done. But how that landed was, yeah, I want to do it too. What do you think? Here's an option. 70% of us are also designed to answer yes, no, this or that questions. That simple shift makes a big difference. And if you try that, it doesn't work. We have, you know, there's a 30% left in that 70. <laughs> try informing instead of asking the question, this would be a better plan, or this is important versus do you want to, you know, this or that and see if that shift happens. And then your third option, of course, is to ask questions. What's interesting though, as coaches, as, as advisors, as mentees, as leaders along the way, all we're being invited to do is just ask open-ended questions, right? The answer's in the other person. Well, yes, it is. But can you give them something to respond to? 70% of us need to respond to something. Is the answer this or is the answer that? And they can say neither. Great, now let's go dive deeper. Well, Tell me, you know, is it part of this or is it part of that? No, none of that's it. Okay. Or may they give you something to work with and you continue that sort of ball back and forth game. 70% of us, or you ask the first question, they say, you know, do you want Mexican or Chinese? They say neither, but you know, now that you say that, I just remember that I really wanted Italian. Perfect. So these little tips and tricks have been really helpful for people and the truth is that they're not tips and tricks so much as real solutions that really work across the board. Uh, I have a new client that I can't wait to see where we're at at session six. The session six is a magic moment. If you've read any of my blogs, you've probably heard that. And he said, oh, it sounds like you have a system. And I just burst out laughing because that's what the soul does when it knows that it's not true. <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. But I do get to hear about whatever magic has happened and whatever timeline it's happened for the person at session six. There is transformation that feels so sticky that session six is usually at least half celebration, if not the entire session, which just says self-reflection in my notes and celebrating. It doesn't matter if that was in every other session for you that took 12 weeks or if you went six weeks straight and so it's just six weeks there's something that's happening around session six and I'm always surprised about what it is that is what solutions provide it's one of those things that we can test and retest over and over and over and there's no a b test anymore this is how we get the a the only one we can recreate in medical science right now is placebo effect. 100% across the board, there will be at least one placebo effect. So whether it's placebo effect or truly effective, the solution of SCARF is uh, a mathematical probability for you. And I encourage you to look uh, into um, understanding a little bit of the model uh, in regards to listening. How do you listen for what someone really needs? We talk about value listening. Ooh, this person values family. This person, well, they probably value some relatedness. They value some certainty, perhaps. Maybe it feels fair for them to have a family that they can count on. You can get curious in that scar. But what you're really hearing for people, I value freedom. You're hearing autonomy. 
I value integrity. You're hearing fairness. And you're able to put your own scarf on and support other people. It's no longer listening to win. It's listening to learn. And that curiosity is how we surface better answers than the ones that we have. That's the true like collaboration, whether it is a yes or no, this or that question, or this open-ended question that makes someone go, mm, that's a good question. What you're truly doing is helping someone tap into their inner body, their knowledge, their what's here. And 70% of us have a gut that says yes or no. It's black and white though. So, you know, it's, can't ask it an open-ended question. Knowing how people are designed to respond is really important. If you want to learn more about that, head over to ourprofessionalcoaching.com, click on human design. And from there, book a session, come to an open office hour. Summer office hours are closed. I will be opening up some fall winter office hours. I'm sure, I'm not sure if I have fall hours yet, but perhaps when we get closer to winter. And you can always book an intro session or a reading with me. I would love to hear from you as well. So if you enjoyed this, shoot me an email back and let me know you like the new format. If you hate it, let me know you like the new format. If you made it to the end of this video, drop me a comment with a thumbs up, thumbs down, smiley face, something that says, I made it to the end of the video. Here's your emoji that you requested. Feel free to leave a real comment too. And I think the best solution I've ever provided anyone and will continue to provide the world until the day I die is to take life just a little less seriously. There are people that live to be 108 that smoke cigarettes and drink wine. If you're meant to be here, you will be. And there are people that are super healthy that also live to be old as well. So whatever solution you're sipping on right now, may it nourish your body, your heart, your mind, your gut. And most importantly, your soul. <laughs>